0: This is the Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jaguars Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jags YouTube. The Jaguars visit the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 8, but first, a look back to the performance of Trevor Lawrence last week on Thursday Night Football with Pete Prisco and Tony Bacelli on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday.
1: Well, i think it says a lot about him as a player he's a competitor we knew that we said that last week that before the show before the game we said we think he'd play because he's a competitor and that's what he is i mean he's a tough guy but not only that to be able to run the way he did i mean you can see these plays here as we watch them on on youtube or this is incredible to me that he was able to do that um it wasn't a great offensive performance by any stretch of the imagination But to go there against that defense in that environment and play, period, and then play the way he did is a testament to him. And, Tony, you've been in many a locker room. I guarantee you the players looked around that locker room and his respect level went up even higher.
2: Yeah, my guess is, Pete, nobody was surprised he played uh, in the locker room because they know what type of guy he is. I mean, I think he has shown that he is, you know, he's the leader of of the franchise from a player perspective. Um, and for, uh, to me, for what he did is just going to entrench that even more in the locker room. Cause to your point, I'll just speak from an offensive line perspective. When you know, you have a tough guy back there and a the guy that's going to go to battle when he's not hundred percent, cause none of us are up front hundred percent ever, but he just says something. And, it, you know, when I played, I mean, it was no secret that Mark was one of the tougher guys and played through stuff and um rarely complained or anything else about getting hit and that means something to the guys up front and i thought trevor played great it was it was really interesting to me pre-game talking to some of the coaches they you know they didn't know they did not know whether he was going to play or not when he came out and warmed up it was up to him um which was crystal clear um the other thing is they figured if he would play that he would be pretty immobile and they thought that was a disadvantage because the Saints give up a lot of quarterback rushing yards because they play so much man coverage. And so backs to the quarterback. And if you have an athletic quarterback, you know, they can take advantage of it. And they said, we, we probably won't be able to take advantage of that today. And then there goes Trevor Lawrence doing <laughs> what Trevor Lawrence does. And so I thought it was a great performance. I give a lot of credit to that offensive line. You play a football game against the Saints. Now, they're not great pass rushers, but it's one of the best defenses in the NFL, overall defenses. And you give up one pressure, zero hits, zero sacks in a football game in the NFL, pretty dang good, Pete. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday
0: airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence on X this week, posting, quote, y'all keep your opinions and we'll keep finding ways to win. Hashtag analysts, end quote. He was asked about it and much more Wednesday.
3: Hashtag
4: hey, analysts? You're a little <laughs> it's <laughs> it's coming <was> in hot. <laughs> um, put on no, yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm joking around. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think I need to – it kind of speaks for itself, you know. Um it's just, it's like one of those things. You, you you find ways to win. You get you get criticism, and you don't win games. You get criticism. So it's the nature of the business. Obviously, we're used to that here, so it doesn't it doesn't bug us. But I think it's just, you know, I, it's a good reminder just to everyone that you know, we use all this. It's a chip on our shoulder. We use it as fuel. Um, that's really all it was. Nothing nothing more to it. I've, obviously, those people are doing their jobs too at the same time, so you understand it. But um, I think it's good to have a little emotion and and remember remember kind of things that people say and. We don't forget it when when people are backtracking in a a few weeks or into the season, whatever it is. So um, that's all it was.
1: So you are keeping receipts?
4: Yeah, 100%. Everybody does, a little bit. Maybe some more than others, you know, others more than me probably. Um, But definitely, I think you use all that, and that's part of getting our edge back as a team. That's what we've done the last few weeks, and we're going to keep doing it. After three straight games where it was like short weeks and kind of a hectic schedule, now things slow down a little bit, do you kind of almost have to mentally remind yourself to keep the foot on the gas pedal for sure you know I think this is a very uh in my opinion a very mature team that we have and I think we understand what's at stake you know this week and every week moving forward I mean every game is is critical it's crucial so especially playing a team like Pittsburgh that's a good team AFC all those things um so you understand that it's a big game every week but you definitely have to get kind of back in the groove this week after having a couple days off which was great for us you know get a little healthier all those things but gotta today you got to have some sense of urgency you got to get back going um, make sure your mind's right and that you're you're ready to go play a physical four quarter game on Sunday and uh, that's that's all that's everything we expect and we're going to get there by Sunday how
2: much does maybe not having say in there sort of just kind of disrupt a little bit of not only the options you have but just this kind of the rhythm of the passing game
4: yeah it's definitely an impact you know Anytime you're missing, um, especially a starter that's out and that you're used to playing with, and especially a player like Zay is a really good player. We have great uh, chemistry. You know, we have a great rapport, and I just think whenever you're missing a guy like that, it's going to impact you to some extent. Um, that's why you know he's. That's why he's one of our best players. You know, there's a reason for that and the impact that he makes on the field. So, of course, we miss him and want him back out there, and um, we know that'll happen eventually. But the same time guys have stepped up, guys have done a great job. Obviously it's been a little different and you have to kind of plan around that. And um, whenever you're missing any player, that's, that's what you have to do. So it's the nature of this game. It's hard to keep everyone healthy all season. It's impossible. So um, I think it's good for us to have to adjust a little bit and, and figure out, you know, what, what, what changes we need to make to have success. And I think we've done that, you know, we've been winning games and of course we haven't been our best on offense. And that's something that we want to get, we want to get better and score more points and be more efficient, but, um, we're finding ways to win and we're just going to keep doing that. And obviously when Zay comes back, it'll be huge. I mean you saw his impact in the Buffalo game immediately. Um, so I think that kind of speaks for itself.
0: On huddle up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday, we discussed the hashtag analyst response and how teams use motivation from the outside. The quarterback Trevor Lawrence asked
3: about his hashtag analyst tweet. I thought it was fun. Oh, uh, isn't it supposed oh. to be fun, JP? It is. I mean, and Trevor, me in moments, will have fun when he pointed at the scoreboard last year at the end of the Tennessee game. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, if you're not having a little bit of fun out there, why are you doing it? I mean, the money's good, but <laughs> well. beyond that, uh, fans, you know, it, I think fans like that. It's harmless. Uh, there's an us against them to it. I thought it was pretty cool, Bucky. And Christian was laughing at it, saying he was he was clapping and high fiving to himself when he saw it. He loved it.
5: Yeah, no, this is the thing you have to remember. Um, everybody in that locker room is a level competitor. They look for the slice. They're looking for a reason to make it personal. And so when they're given uh, a little fuel, they, they they feed off of it. You you heard Trevor talk about that and and kind of wanting people to walk it back and remembering those things and everybody in sports they always like to feel like nobody believed in us we're the underdog It's it's just part of the athlete thing and so if that gets trevor lawrence going it's great but there's a fine line between reading too much of that stuff at the end of the day man your pride in your performance and all that other stuff has to be intrinsically motivated uh you don't need to really deal with the external factors just make sure you bring it each and every day because the pride is in making sure that you win games and you stack up a lot of them so you can do the stuff that you want to do as a
3: team. Yeah, JP, when I was covering high school sports with my good friend Matt Hayes, who's now on 1010 and you know one of the better college football guys in the country, we covered high school football together for a couple of years, and we had a rule with each other that we couldn't use the, nobody thought we could do it, but we knew we could do it. <laughs> because it was after every high school game. And we finally started realizing nobody really was thinking whether you could do it or not. <laughs> Is this so, so, so. Bucky, do you use that now with your high school oh, I'm team sure, yeah.
0: do you use that now bucky on your team
5: i mean i look for different things if there's a reason <laughs> where i can poke the bear a little bit yeah I'll, I'll poke the bear i mean look the emotional charge goes away after the first two minutes of the game but you're always looking for something to kind of you know kind of perk them up a little bit i mean that's that's what you naturally do as a competitor like we're always looking
0: for that reason Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks airs Wednesdays at 4 o'clock on Jaguars.com and Jags YouTube. Now time to hear from the defense. The Jaguars are fourth in the league against the run and number one in takeaways. Linebacker Foye Aluokun discussing why the run game has been so strong for the Jags D.
6: They control their gaps, stay in their gaps. We're able to be confident and staying in our gaps. And then if we build a wall there, you know, they can't really run the ball. Um, seeing pullers and stuff is going to be easier with uh, them pushing guys back in the backfield. Uh, it all, you know, goes hand in hand. And then same thing, causing pressure. You want to get more side obviously, but causing pressure is getting the ball out the quarterback's hands. It's going to be good for the DB. So stop the run first.
0: And outside linebacker Josh Allen reacting to an 87-play performance for the defense last week in New Orleans and the attitude of that defense to never quit.
7: Uh, I mean that goes back to our, to our identity. has uh, talked about it a lot. We talk about it as a lot as a team. Just go down back to the grit, you know, not expecting a win. To go back to our preparation and and, and the want to, you know, we finish to the to the game get zero 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 zero. That's our identity. That's our model. That's what we're gonna play by.
0: And finally, Rayshawn Jenkins on what a win to move to six and two would do for this Jags team headed into the bye and beyond. I mean, it'll definitely be nice, but at the end
8: of the day, six and two. We get to six and two. Now we gotta get to seven two. We gotta get eight two. So it's always gonna be a game to game basis with us, a week to week basis with us, and all we're trying to do right now is, is prepare and and come out to be six and two right now.
0: Plenty of other sound from the week available at jaguars.com. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With the bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, a look ahead to the Jaguars-Steelers matchup. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the
1: performance you know and trust take advantage of high yield savings solutions with money market online savings cds and more visit everbank.com jaguars today for your financial advantage
0: everbank member fdic and the official bank of the jacksonville jaguars Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast week interview Podcast presented by Everbank. Limited seats remain for the 49ers-Jaguars matchup in Week 10. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff time for now. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. The Jaguars are headed to Pittsburgh this week for the first time since the AFC Divisional Playoff game after the 2017 season. Only a few players from that team remain, including Cam Robinson, the Jaguars left tackle, who shared his memories of the two wins in Pittsburgh that season.
9: I just remember it being fun. Like I think that was legit, uh, legitimately two of the most fun games I've played since I've been in the NFL. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the atmosphere up there. Um, they, those guys got a great fan base. Anytime you can go to um, Huntsville, is it still Huntsville?
0: It's Acme Stadium. Ah, I'm getting old.
9: Um, anytime you can go to Pittsburgh and get a win, um, just because of the environment, and just because of the um, the way their fan base is, it's, it's so much fun, bro. All
0: right, this offense moving ahead. Has it hit its stride, and how far away is it from hitting its stride offensively for the Jaguars this year?
9: I don't think I don't think we've hit our stride. I think we're I think the past two or three weeks we've started to take steps in the right direction but I in no way shape or form think we've hit our stride, or, or we, we're peeking, or we're just taking steps in the right direction. I think it's just important to be, like I always mentioned, just be peeking at the right time.
0: All right, final thought about the Steelers defense. You know what kind of mentality they have, the physicality they always play with, but what do they have to offer this year, especially on the edges? Re- really good, yeah, really good.
9: Really good group of guys. Um, their identity doesn't change. I think the, the, the way the Steelers play is just the way they always have played and the way they always will play. Uh, just a fast and physical group. Uh, We got our work cut out for us, but um, I know the guys in in this building. I know the guys in our room. I I know we're up for the challenge.
0: The full conversation with Cam Robinson on the Crown Royal Water Break, available on Jaguars social media. On the call of the Jaguars-Steelers game this week for CBS Sports, it's analyst Charles Davis who had plenty to discuss about the Trevor Lawrence performance last week. Trevor Lawrence looks like an old-school quarterback in dimensions. He looks like a
8: new school quarterback when the hair flows out of the helmet, and he takes his helmet off, and everybody goes, "My God, look at him!" He, you know, he looks he looks like the you know, your next door pretty guy. But his ability to play through things and toughness, what he did Thursday night in New Orleans, that's where all the memes of "That's my quarterback" actually apply in a positive manner. Because now you can rally around that quarterback. Your team will rally around you. Your defense will go, "Look at our quarterback. We can play for him." not just your offense. The rest of the team just goes, my goodness, we got a tough guy quarterback. And and JP, you know, you've been around this league. Any team that has a tough guy quarterback is well ahead of the game because the rest of the team will buy in on you now.
0: Charles Davis with the CBS Sports you know, this this offense really hasn't had its full arsenal a lot this season. Zay Jones has missed four games, and he's had to come out of two others with his knee issue, so he's really only finished one game this year. When he's out there, that kind of changes the whole coverage idea for defenses, and then the running game can get involved. Travis Etienne stepped in and scored two touchdowns and now three straight games, the first Jaguar to ever do that. But when they're at full strength, and you've seen them this year, what can they be? And they I don't think they've touched that ultimate Jaguar offense production that they're hoping for this year.
8: No, I think that they can be the type of team that has answers for whatever you throw at them. Okay, you want to pressure Trevor Lawrence? I think he handles blitz as well and will step up in the pressure and can get rid of it quickly to people. Right. He has people to do that. You want to give him time and drop back. He'll survey the field and have the patience and take the checkdowns when necessary to keep it going. What's the expression all the quarterbacks do use? You never go broke taking a profit. Right. Okay, so I can speak a little quarterback myself. All right. The running game with ETN. I think the offensive line is starting to really develop their own identity. Because last time we saw you, JP, you're getting ready for a game with Kansas City. And you had offensive linemen who were really dinged up, and we weren't sure they could go. Every one of them went in that game. So that tells me something about that offensive line. Now you got Cam Robinson back. Didn't have him last time we saw you. I'm not sure about Walker Little and his ability to play left guard yet. We shall see. But Tyler Shatley, he's like, hey, anytime you want me to play, I'm here for it. Fortner, Sheriff. And I really think Antoine Harrison's coming along nicely as a rookie at right tackle. I think they're starting to take on some tough guy, you know, vibes of their own. But I do think that they have the mobility to move in the run game when you want them to. They will take care of their quarterback. As I said before, whatever you want throw at them, I feel like this offense is starting to develop the idea that we've got answers for it. You want to let us run it, we'll run it. You want to let us throw it, we'll throw it,
0: whatever fashion that that may be. The full conversation with Charles Davis available Saturday on the official Jaguars Podcast Network and Jaguars.com. Now a closer look at the Steelers on Jags AM Wednesday with Kai Stevens, John Osher, and Brian Sexton.
1: Do do want to talk about our final big thing, which is who are you? We've talked a ton about identity when it comes to the Jaguars, about what kind of team they're supposed to be, and we don't quite know yet. Steelers, you could probably say the same for them. Coach Mike Tomlin was asked about that yesterday, and he had a pretty interesting
3: answer
7: i think in 2023 when you're talking about team identity you are talking more intangible quality things a grit a mindset um, the approach in which you 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 take the circumstances are you a calculated risk-taking group Um, are you a fundamentalist group are you a small menu group Um, those are the things that really kind of comprise identity today um if you start talking about we're a running group then people are gonna show up in goal line defense and open field on you. And so it doesn't behoove you to marry yourself to an identity. All it does is make the make the sledding more difficult in 2023. There's so much specialization in today's game. Uh, it just is, the utilization of people in very specific places on offense and defense. Um, it makes it a matchup game. It makes it a situational game. You can have an agenda um, in which you desire, but There are things that people can do to to push you off that agenda, regardless of what your intentions are in 2023. Um, If people play open grass grass goal line, then chances are you're going to have a difficult time running the football, for example. Um, And that's what uh, the Rams were willing to do, for example. When they went nickel 5-1 versus three wide receiver sets, they were saying by virtue of the people that we have on the field, your run game is going to be difficult today if you choose to do so. And so from time to time you're going to choose to fight that fight. Sometimes you're not um, those are just the strategic components of today's game. And that's why it makes declaration of identity a, a stupid endeavor at this juncture.
1: So needless to say, Mike Tomlin, not a huge fan of declaring what kind of team you are. And he has a point in the sense that nowadays you have to be so versatile, right? So declaring yourself a running team doesn't really serve you if the defense is going to come out and completely shut you down on the run. So John is is just the nature of the 2023 game that everybody kind of has to have a little hand in everything and really be specialized
3: it is but I think I think Tomlin uh, does a first first off I wish somebody had asked Mike I didn't get that could you repeat that um, <laughs> but uh, I think what Tomlin does really well is even if he doesn't necessarily have a running based uh, dominant defensive team which he really doesn't this year. Mm-hmm. He makes those guys believe that they're good at those things. And he makes them believe that that's their identity. Uh, they're a 3-4 defense that runs a lot of 2-5. Yeah, they're not a great run defense. But I guarantee you when it's third and two, those guys believe they are. And they probably play well in those situations in big moments like that. Same with running the ball. Pittsburgh fans are gonna believe they're a running team no matter what style they have. So I think he, he has that as an identity. But a very good coach, which he is, knows you have to be versatile. It's
1: remarkable. You know, for 54 years, uh, he is the third head coach since 1969. Um, And the Steelers have always been a a dominant front, right? Both sides of the ball. Run the ball, stop the run, and they're not. I mean, when you look at them, you know, they're they're bottom five in run defense and bottom five in run offense. So you say, well, what is this? Um, I tell you what they do do, which is what they've always done is man, they beat you on defense with their skill position players, uh, with T.J. Watt, with Minka Fitzpatrick. They are first in the league with 15 forced fumbles. They are in the top five with sacks, with uh, 29, and they are top five in interceptions with 10. So they're four and two, not because they're that typical run-the-ball, stop-the-run Pittsburgh team, but because on defense they make plays when they have to. I think Mike Tom is just a remarkable story. He's been a terrific coach. He was young, he was slightly unknown when they hired him, and yet he has continued the tradition. And it's remarkable also because, you know, it's, it's 2023 and it's the first
0: time we're like, who are these guys? Because the Steelers always had that identity. Jags AM airs Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. And we close this week with Head Coach Doug Peterson Friday meeting with the media to wrap up the week.
6: Do you have an update on Zay, Walker, D. Ham, Cisco, and Tyson for us? Um, yeah, Zay is uh, still working through you know, the knee injury. Um, don't expect him Sunday. You know? uh, just again, you know, hopefully this week, next week with the bye, you know, and, and we'll see where he's at after that. Uh, Devon, um, Devon's trending well. And um, you know he's practiced full this week. We will get another good day uh, today, and then we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see how he feels and where he's at. And, and uh, there's a, you know, there's a good chance, you know, that, that he could be active for this game. So we'll, we'll just see how he does through through today. Walker, same thing. You know, we we'll get through today. He's had a good week, no setbacks. So we'll see see where he's at and make a decision there. Um, Trevor's been good, obviously. He got a good work in yesterday, and uh, feels feels good. Um, Tyson and, and and Andre Sisco will both practice today. We'll see where they're at at the end of the day. Make a decision on both of those guys, but trending in the right direction. Does having the bye week next week play into the decision on if you would play guys this week at all? Um, a little bit, you know. Uh, listen, I don't want to I don't want to risk a setback, you know, with anybody. But uh, having, having time next week to, to fully rest some of these guys, too, next week um, can play into that. And really giving them, if they don't play this week, then obviously that's two more weeks, right? Um, and really three, I think, about the week of San Francisco before you play a, play a game again. But um, the other one is Greg Jr., you know because we activated his window. Um, he's practiced full this week. And he's getting close as well. How hard is it to get Devon physically ready? Since the, I would assume the nature of the practices this time of year is much different than when you're in training camp. What's sort of the challenge for you guys as a staff? Yeah, it just really the the physicality of practice. You know, um, you're you're not in pads like you would be in training camp or early part of the season as much, and you know, just that physicality part, and just getting his legs really and his conditioning to to game speed, uh, back. You know, so again if he's if he's up for this week, then you know uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll keep an eye on him, you know, and don't want no wanna much like smoot right you know um and and same type of thing, so you know we'll keep an eye on that if if we need to.
0: Check out the official Jaguars podcast network. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. We love the feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We've arrived at week eight. We're on the air in Jacksonville at 10 a.m. Sunday with the Publix tailgate show on 1010XL. Then at noon, it's Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. The official kickoff time is 102 at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh for the Jaguars and the Steelers. And for those who celebrate, enjoy the world's largest outdoor cocktail party this weekend between the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast week interview podcast presented by Everbank.